Tonight, York Region has upheld a new shopping bylaw despite opposition from Labour. The new subway extension to Vaughan opens on Sunday, and Brampton Council are the new owners of a golf club. Chances of flurries, Pearson plus three, New Market plus four. This update is brought to you by Frank Atola, 148.ca. Would-be famous quotes, potentially inspiring words at 148.ca slash Frank. I follow Pong on 20th anniversary SRN1. Now here's Ray and Mike with North American Harness Update on SRN1. The starter has called the field to the gate. And Rod, don't forget Rod. This field is in motion and approaching the start. And they're off. And it's a battle into the first turn for control. The battle continues by the half and approaching the far turn. Stride for stride past the three-quarter pole and approaching the top of the stretch. And as they hit the top of the stretch, it's mission brief. Foiled again, Muscle Hill, Captain Treacherous and Vegas Vacation. Lucky Jim, a rock and roll dance, be a magician. Sebastian K approaches the line. Guccio is coming late, and as they hit the wire, it's too close to call. Now here's North American Harness Update on SRN1. Knick-knack, paddywhack, knit another bun. If that bun has sesame, then we'll be having a grill out. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of North American Harness Update. This time with me, as it is most weeks, uh, Ray Catolo, except last week. Last week it was not with Ray Catolo. Ray Catolo was not present. However, I am joined by the two people that were present last week and are again present this week, if you can keep track of that, Mike Prebozy and Rod Allums Jr. And I'm also on video right now, as I keep forgetting to remember. I am currently, yeah. we're, we're, we are live on Periscope on Nahu Picks. However, the title of the stream is still from when we did the stable open house. <laughs> what kind of a noise was that? Rod has the worst AV skills on Earth. AV? Navy? Rod wasn't in the Navy. He might have been. What do you do in the Navy? What did they say? You will mop up the floors in the Navy, and then you'll kill all the mo- No, you don't do that. No, no. Imperialism is dead. Just like all the people imperialized. But that's not for the show. That's for North American history update which happens later this fall tonight what am i doing i'm about to explain what we're doing tonight if that's okay with you mr allums i'm gonna take that as a yes okay tonight on the show uh besides besides the fact that i am back we also have handicapping like we do a lot of weeks and this week is or this show is a very handicapping centric show we're gonna have live coverage of the pick fours from woodbine racetrack and western fair for tonight and then in the second hour of the show we are going to preview saturday's pick four at the meadowlands and alongside that after the break, after in, in, leading into the second hour, so a, after 10 o'clock, we have a part one of a three-part 
roundtable series with me, myself, and I. No, I, I couldn't book myself and I. I could book Mike Carter and Ryan Macedonia, who are also uh, nominees for Ushua's Breakthrough Award. And we have uh, three 20-minute clips that we're each playing on all of our shows, starting with North American Horror Update. This is part one of the three-part series. We have a 20-minute, about a 20-minute discussion uh, just about ourselves in harness racing and ourselves in harness racing, everything of the sort. And you can catch that again leading into the second hour at 10 o'clock. Or if you're l listening to the recording, just fast-forward an hour and we'll probably be here. But you don't want to fast-forward an hour because it's going to be a lot of fun and shenanigans they don't need to yell at you for. You should just be able to enjoy it. Uh, so that's coming up. For now, we are going to get rolling into this show, this program, except it's not a program because nothing has been programmed or scheduled except the, the natural template we have, which starts with London's Pick 4. The Raceway's Pick 4 at Western Fair District <clears throat> is a time-honored tradition because we do it every week. And right now, they are currently on their sixth race. The pick four starts with race number seven. And to keep an eye on Woodbine 2, they're currently... Race five just went off, so we're going to be coordinating that as we can. However, London's going to start first, and so we are going to start first with London. This pick four, again, starts with race number seven. There's no guarantee on this pool. However, it, it usually hits... It, if you round up, it hits the $10,000 mark. If you don't, it's probably like seven or eight grand usually is bet into these pools, if I'm not mistaken. It's actually 5000 guaranteed. Oh, 5000 guaranteed? Okay, don't listen to me. I am a liar. And if I... Just listen to my handicapping, because I don't lie then. <laughs> Whatever that means. So, starting with race number seven, I'm going to send it off to you, Mike, because I have your numbers written down, and you are the deepest of all of us. You go three deep here. Three deep, probably because I'm going to use the one. Baron Just, who drops and gets the rail, gets Travis Henry. Uh, you know, and, and this horse, I think, has a chance in this race, uh, just with the company it's been keeping, and... Uh, you know, drawing the inside here, getting the, the driver change, could be aggressive early. And, you know, some of these horses have question marks. I'm also going to use the two Elmo Rock Bottom. Looks obvious. Uh, comes off a blowout eight-length win at Flamborough last time. But prior to that, you know, has a lot of breaks and, you know, some goofy lines at Rideau. And uh, I, I don't know. I just feel like this horse can't be trusted at, at a very short price. And then I'm going to use the seven, uh, peeling out who dominated an open 8,500 claimer last time, but had the three hole. Now I'm curious to see what, what happens. That time was a little bit slow that night. Uh, can the source get the front from the outside? Will the source affect the two? It's, it's very curious. Uh, one, two, seven to start. Now on the opposite end of that spectrum, Rod, you single in here. Explain why. Yeah, I singled five here. Uh, I just think this horse is better. Last time went to Flamborough, just was, you know, too far back, just out of it, had broken equipment. So when you look at, at those two factors, I just tossed that race. The start before, you know, raced at Western Fair, dusted the field. Uh, it wasn't even close. This thing just drew off, and that was a mile and a 16th race. Uh, start before that was facing way tougher, had no chance and won three starts in a row previous to that. So, uh, you know, I, I, I think this horse 
is not going to be the favorite. It's probably going to be second favorite. And, uh, you know, six wins on the year with the two horse. She's two for 22. So uh, I'm not a big fan of that horse. That last race was good. But, you know, that that was first start for Shepard. You kind of expected the horse to do pretty well. And, and uh, I just think this group's a, a touch different than what he faced last week. So uh, I just think the five is the top play here. So I'm shortening my ticket and just singling. I agree with you on the five. However, I also I wrote down the wrong number. I put on the three instead of the two. Don't know why I did that. I'm two five in this race. Why did I write down the three? Again, not sure. Uh, but I'm two five here. Elmo Rock Bottom is coming in off a romp. Uh, riddle me miss. I agree with everything you said, Rod. That last start is just a total toss from the second tier. Drops back down to a level where she won at two starts ago. I'm three five. I'm, I'm two five. I gotta correct this. Two five for me. Next leg is race number eight. It is another race that follows race number seven. It's a Philly American condition fifteen thousand dollar claimer. A field of of seven going postward here. Scratch down to a field of seven. And uh, Mike, again, you are the deepest of us taking three. And outside here, um, I'm going to go five, six, and eight. The five, Sierra's Rose, has had tough trips recently and you know, has faced better horses. Catherine B., Amazing Control, uh, Emerald Rihanna. That, those are, are much better than these. Uh, I feel like you know this horse could get an aggressive drive with Stewart back on. This horse has shown speed in the past with him in the bike. So I'm interested in this one, especially since a lot of these inside ones really don't like to go very fast early. Uh, this one could end up in a pocket and, you know, maybe trip out. The six raising a rocket is uh, very obvious. Has won two in a row from a row. And since getting Lasix, uh, hard to leave off. The horse has won 10 out of 15 this year. But, uh, you know, has to step up in here against, you know, horses that have been facing a little bit better and draws outside. Um, you know, likely favorite, but, you know, can be a little bit vulnerable. And then the eight, Jen's credit, who gets the second tier. Uh, gets Carroll again, has been facing the six, but gets a little bit of a, um, you know, a post switch on this one. The, the six finally draws outside. And, you know, this horse has been doing well, getting seconds and thirds, tripping out, really kind of, you know, lacking room. I, I'm thinking a blast could come here, uh, maybe a little bit of an early spot and hopefully can overhaul the six. So five, six and eight. Rod, again, you single here. Uh, again, why? Why single two races in a row? Why not? That's why I'm asking. Yeah, I'm seeing a little the six here. I, I think the six is much the best. Uh, third start on lay six. Moreau's got this thing sharp right now since he put him on lay six, put her on lay six. And, uh, you know, two starts back come first over and, and just went right by him. Is 10 for 15 on the year last week. Had a nice setup and. That was a mile and a 16th race. That was a really fast time for a mile and a 16th. Uh, I don't see any reason why this horse can't win right back. Uh, you know, similar field. There's not really a lot in here. And, uh, you know, with the six hole, she's going to duck and follow some cover. She might move early, but uh, I think she's got the perfect setup for this race. And that's why I'm singling. And, uh, Shout out to Rob Harmon, who's listening. He's probably at the Meadowlands right now listening. 
and that is your phone announcing the fact that I tagged you in your pick four graphic. For me, I'm also on the six, raising a rocket. Not be why am I speaking like a '50s radio host? I'm on raising a rocket too, not because uh, you know uh, my name is Ray, his name's her name's Ray, uh, and it, it, we just hit it off one night. Uh, but instead, mostly what Rod said. She's coming off two straight wins uh, at this level. Did so going first over as the favorite last out. Only thing she'll have to overcome is an outside post, uh, but she has the speed to put herself into the spot. And the other horse I used is the two, Maddie's Credit, who went first over going a mile on a 16th last out. Might improve going a mile this time around and should definitely improve from an inside draw. Have to go back about four starts to this level uh, when she was winning as the favorite. Uh, and also is not the favorite, but also doing so going first over. She had two starts against the preferred three, seemed to be a bit over her head, and then last out uh, just didn't have a good trip and, again, uh, could probably benefit from the shorter mile. So uh, the shorter mile, a mile's a mile. You can't have a shorter mile by going shorter. 2-6 for me in the second leg. Third leg of this sequence, race number nine. It's another division of the Alliance Series claiming trot claiming series. And uh, I'm going to send it off to you, Rod, to start this off because you take all of them. Now, I see a, I see a definitive favorite with the three, Charles Ray, and in a, a seven, we'll scratch down to a field of six. Do you really think that you're going to get a price out of this race? Yeah, I do. Uh, I, I am not a fan of Charles Ray. Okay. He doesn't have a lot of gate speed, number one. Uh, number two, he, he hasn't been firing, and he's been bet. Every start since uh, Pat Sheffer, Pat Sheffer got him. Uh, he's three for 39 on the year. You know, there, there's not horses in this race that like to win. So uh, for me, I'm I'm taking my chance against, uh, you know, a, a two to five shot. Basically, mm -hmm. uh, I, I I just don't see this horse being worth that type of a play. And in this field, uh, anybody can win because some of these things, you know, the you don't have any breakers, really, mm -hmm. but the three does show breaks. Uh, the six shows a break. The seven shows a break. But for the most part, these are all pretty solid gated horses. And, you know, for, for me to try to say, okay, you know, this is the one that's going to win, no. Uh, one, it's a trotter. Anything can happen. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm just going to take my chances and, and try to go against him. Now, I I disagree with the extent that she he he doesn't show speed because that last start from post six he got away third. That to me reads off as speed. Right, but he he's won in this type of race. He's going to have to go to the front if he's going to leave. And this horse is not a front end horse. He's got to follow follow for you know at least a half because he's not going to be able to take any air, and that's the problem. And I'm not going to play a horse that is like that however you will First, take them so, yeah i'm still using him because i'm using all but uh my preference is to have somebody else win obviously and so to mike you're now too deep with the scratch of the four victories peanut are you as confident with the three well i mean i'm not in love with them but the problem is is there's the other ones look you know worse mm -hmm. and um you know, that's a bit of a problem for me. I feel like that, you know, this horse drops, has faced a little bit better. I'm not crazy about his come home times. Does get a driver switch here, though, and, and Shepard has driven this horse before. Um, he's going to get a setup. I think he's going to be a little bit, you know, tough to beat. 
And then the six burning memories who raced well from the eight hole last time, made up a ton of ground. Uh, you know, this horse has been doing okay at this level. And I feel like this horse has a chance tonight if they, you know, they can get a setup. So three, six here for me. I'm also three, six. I add on the one whose name is escaping me, but it's Ty's little dream. I'm surprised none of you uh, took this one. Hey, is listening right now. Who's and he's supposed to be announcing races at London. Sugar. <laughs> if Sugar just wants to broadcast this while the race is going, I'll call a race from London right now. Yeah, great call for it. <laughs> uh, but Ty's Little Dreams dropping in class after a really good start against Nowers of 15,000. Albeit his starts against the 8,500 claimers weren't really that astounding but two starts ago parked the mile and that might have braven him up a bit or braven her up a bit rather as a four-year-old mare so she drops back in for a claiming tag draws the rail if she's forwardly placed and she can show an ounce of what she showed against numbers of 15,000 she definitely has the potential uh, to win here I could care less two for 58 she's gonna be two for 58 tonight if she wins she will not Mike, I saw a horse that was 0 for 27 win as the favorite at London. I don't think that don't really care. matters. Oh, you know, okay, fine. I'm one Okay, th- the two has 34 lifetime wins. The three has 18 lifetime wins. The, the uh, you know, some of these other horses, the seven or the, the six has seven lifetime wins. So does the seven. You know, and you're telling me that this horse has won one race is going to beat these horses? No. I mean, she no. can because all the other ones can lose. That's how it goes. It's hap- I've, I've seen it happen so many times. The final leg of this sequence is race number 10. It's a $7,000 claiming event. Scratched down to a field of eight with the seven. Write the check. I was about to say white tie check. That makes no sense. Write the check is out. So, again, scratched down to a field of eight. Uh, starting off with you, Mike. You are too deep. Just give it to talk, talk about. Too deep. Uh, the one Santana Sass. Uh, perfect trip one last time at this level. At six to one, draws the rail again. And you know, it's a bit every other, but, uh, you know, a lot of these other ones, I feel like has this horse has an advantage from a pace standpoint, from a post standpoint, and, you know, is a very likely winner again. And then, let's see who else I have. I'm sorry. Uh, the five. It's lots of fun. Who's third time back uh, for Carol. And, you know, this horse, I feel like can – is always right there. Had six wins last year as in the money, 11 out of 20 this year. I want to get a price in, in this pick four. So uh, I like the third time off the layoff. Uh, if you look back, you know, th- this horse has some lines that, that can compete in the race. So one, five to finish rod, you're three deep. Not why not too deep. Uh, three deep because I like the one, uh, okay. tough one. Uh, you know, this is a every other week type of horse, but, um, you know, draws the rail again, should be able to get that perfect trip once again here. Uh, the four I used, I, he's going to be coming off the pace and it's his first start back since September. I think the horse is good enough. It's just, is he tight enough? If he's ready, then I think he's got a big shot. If he's, if he needs to start, then, you know, uh, I don't think he's going to be around at the wire. Um, the six, Lulu's boy, probably going to be the second favorite, uh, Pat Shepard, Rob Shepard. This one is going to leave and probably be on the lead. Tough not to use this horse, but... Uh, Do you think you know, he beat the one to the front? Do you think he beats the one, though? 
rod to the front. Well, even if he doesn't, he's getting a, getting a two hole, and there's really not a lot in here, honestly. Yeah, I mean that's so, the problem I had too. There's not a lot in the race. So with with Lulu's boy, I think you know he's going to the front or the two hole, either one. So uh, either one's fine with me. I I think he's going to be perfectly fine with that setup there and uh, in either spot. So you know he is just he's one of those horses is is kind of funny sometimes he's good sometimes he's ah. bad but that's kind of the rest of these horses too so one four six for me when you said kind of funny i i had a chuckle and i also had a chuckle when you said perfectly fine because that's an oxymoron i'm too deep here uh don't call me a moron however i do use oxyclean for uh, all my tough stains <laughs> shameless plug <laughs> or underwear Oh, look at me. I wear underwear. How scandalous. Oh, boy. Just just wait until that leaks. My underwear doesn't leak. I'm too deep here. Wow. Santana Sass <laughs> is the obvious one to use as the morning line favorite. He has speed. He's going to be put into the race. And if he's put into the race and has speed, that can only mean good things. Unless he loses, then it means awful things. Uh, Lulu's boy, I thought about using, but I'm not going to like the price, especially going a mile and a sixteenth. Even though he won off a pocket trip last out, I just don't. I don't see him having the same kind of stamina, especially with the one in the race. The one just seems miles better than the six. Miles Davis better, even if we're going to make this into a jazz term. The only other horse I throw on for a bit of a price is the nine, Major Nature, who could possibly get into the mix if Can't Count Me Out somehow leaves from the inside because he's shown speed every now and again from an inside post, so that could definitely put him uh, put this horse into the race. Last out at Flamborough was put to the front and set the pace, which is very uncharacteristic for this guy, which makes me think that he might be live, or at the very least improving. Because two starts ago here at London, uh, was totally out of the mix from an outside post, tried to get put into the race, but couldn't really close, and the exact same hap thing happened two, uh, three starts ago. Going a mile and a 16th, too, coming from off the pace isn't necessarily that bad of a thing at the very least the extra amount of ground actually helps these horses close so major nature could actually be in a uh, in a decent spot if he could just get off the gate or get into a position so that's that's why i'm one nine uh the nine's mainly for a price but the one is probably going to take it which makes my ticket go as follows i am two five with two six with one three six with one nine again that's two five with two six with one three six with one nine, that's four eighty for twenty cents. I don't know why I thought it was two forty. Uh, Mikey, Mike, what's your ticket? One two seven with five six eight with three six with one five. I played for a dollar. Uh, it's thirty six dollars. Rod, five with six with all with one four six. It's eighteen bucks. I played for a dollar. Play it. That, that, that's great. You guys have money. Be out after the first leg. Don't play it. I wait. What? Oh yeah, you guys don't have the same numbers. Meanwhile, I I I can't even afford to put Cheerios on my fingers. That's that's the kind of wow. destitution. Woodbine going to the gate race six. Just letting you know. Just letting everyone know. Oh, so that means it's time to roll into Woodbine then, while we wait for the seventh at Western Fair. Yes. Okay, I'm glad we're all in agreement because I was going to do it anyway. Now, what by a racetrack? Oh, Slate, pick four. <laughs> this is the puberty pick four brought to you by Chex Mix. 
Uh, this is the second leg of the Niagara series. It's one division. There's 12 horses lining up, uh, so that's going to equal loads and loads and loads of fun. At least I think so. I'm the deepest out of all of you guys, which is at the very least strange in this wow. first leg. Uh, but this pick four usually picks up around 50 grand. A lot of money's bet into it. It's a it's a great time. Everyone gets drunk and throws fireworks. It's fantastic. Uh, so starting off with you, Mike, uh, in this leg, you are four deep, focusing mostly to outside horses. Talk about it. Uh, the outside ones here are the ones that have been racing very well and, and raced well last week in a couple of the Niagara divisions. Uh, the six nasty rumor has been very good, has locked room two in a row. Um, you know, Wall gets off here to get on the seven, but Colin is more than capable. And I, I feel like this horse could be okay post-wise here because some of the other ones draw outside of him. Uh, you know, he was closing on the winner last time and, you know, he's getting good. I feel like you need to use this one, you know, especially the price is going to be good with Wall getting off. Uh, you know, a must use in here. The seven cloud diva. This is where Wa ends up. He, she was second last time to Jazzy Image, who isn't in the race this week. Uh, prior to that was third. This is Moreau. Wa top connections came from Yonkers and um, Meadowlands. Uh, you know, is a little cheap, but you know, it's only two for twenty one. Uh, but I like you know the fact that Wa stays here and uh, you know needs to be used probably from a likely early uh, spot six and seven, I think are going to line up after the gate. Then the outside two uh, teachers of vet likely favored. Anyway, this is the other uh, Moreau horses won two in a row since coming up from Philly. My problem is I think the horse is vulnerable, could have gotten picked off two weeks in a, in a row and, and just held on to win. And, you know, as the favorite, the horse is going to be the favorite again, I don't know how aggressive they can be from, you know, the 10 hole here. So we'll see if the tactics change. And then the 11 mocked the cut who, I don't know, the horse got extremely rough gated last time when making the front and then, you know, ended up getting passed, got to the stretch, you know, started to come on again. I just, I feel like something happened equipment wise in that race. That wasn't how this horse is prior to that one straight numbers of three needs to be used in here at a price. So 6, 7, 10, 11 to start the late pick four here. Rod! 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 Not four deep. Four deep. <laughs> three, five, seven, 11. Uh, the three is Manhattan again. Uh, last week, this horse was just way too far back. Come close in 100. Uh, last half, 55. I was a very good race. Uh, you know, this one is pretty right. much a stone right. closer. What's that? Yeah, that was a good race. You're right about that. I this horse actually got stuck inside and had no no chance. I I should have put this horse on. Yeah, he. Uh, I I just think he's going to be a little bit closer tonight, and he's got a big shot, yeah. and should be a decent price anyways. Uh, the five party beach I'm using was first over last week. Uh, gets uh, Jade Mac back, finished third, coming first over last week. Start before that, had a 10-hole, just no chance. Uh, when you look at this horse, he, he's kind of a hit-or-miss type. Uh, sometimes he's good, sometimes he's not. Uh, I, I think he's better when he's out in the flow and not jammed up on the inside. He, he kind of, or She kind of looks like uh, one of those claustrophobic types. She just doesn't do, do well on the inside. Uh, the seven, Cloud Diva, for obvious reasons, this one uh, just got beat last week. 
sitting up close. Uh, I, I think this horse is probably going to leave again, second start for Moreau. Uh, I expect nothing less out of this horse than what I saw last week. And then the 11, Maka Cut, same reasons Mike said. You know, the horse was a little funky last week, but, uh, you know, still, still raced well down the stretch after I thought she kind of got her heart taken out of her on that last turn and then she come back and she was fighting and uh start before that you know win made the quarter move in a fast half and, and still hung on to win and, and won pretty handily so uh you know she she's a good price play three five seven eleven uh, I agree with the three, seven, and the eleven. I do take those three. The other two I add on this leg are the one whose name is Traces of Purple. Makes her second start since shipping in from Prince Edward Island in uh, Eastern Canada. And it wasn't really a poor start she put in for her first out since uh, late October, closing in twenty-eight and change to finish fifth. Came only a length off the lead, gaining six lengths in the stretch. Draws inside should probably be more forwardly placed because of that, and that's the case. Any kind of late bid could. Put Put her closer to the mix, and she'll definitely be a price here. Uh, the other one I throw on that is the four Alexa Hanover for similar reasons. I uh, was very aggressive first out since uh, last racing in October over at Harris, Philadelphia. Shipped up here, and that was her first start in Canada, at least recently, uh, for the Blaze Barn. It was was first over at the quarter, then made a move again around the final turn, quitting the stretch to finish eighth by five lengths, but was, again, aggressive enough to show that this horse is live coming into this race, and she just needs to be driven a little bit more conservatively uh, to have a much better shot. So I'm one, three, four, seven, eleven in that first leg. Second leg of this sequence, uh, we might have time for race number eight. And I was a 6,000 last five trot. Pretty straightforward because we have this big class dropper with the two Mr. Herbie. And a lot of our tickets appear to be centered around him. Except yours, Mike. You still go four deep in this race. Yeah, just because I don't know, you know, how much we can trust Mr. Herbie, even though flew home 26 and four last time against the top, you know, ones on the ground, the horse should win the race. But I feel like there's a few other in here that you can use. The five caber toss is, is a horse that is a bit hidden here, has had terrible posts and, you know, has facing decent ones, not the same as Mr. Herbie, but decent ones. The six cloud nine Hanover, Hanover had no chance trying to close into a race where fearless man dominated last time. And then the eight, Maxim Muscle woke up last time at the bottom, you know, and has speed. This horse has some class, 26 lifetime wins. You can use that one also, two, five, six, eight. Now, before we send it off to Rod, uh, we have the seventh from Western Fair going to gate right now. A field of seven lining up. I'm alive to the two and the five. Mike's alive to the one, two, seven. Rod is alive to the five. This gate, this field of seven swings into the stretch. This field is approaching the start. Rough gated to the inside. Farron, just the rest, are off and pacing with Callie Magoo from the far outside, firing out, peeling out two, then getting away. Third comes Weski into that first turn. Fourth comes Elmo Rock Bottom to the inside of Riddle Me Miss, and Elmo Rock Bottom goes off stride. As they move to the back stretch, hooray for the winner now, second to last, Farron just to the inside of the cone, still off stride, but pacing fifth as they move down the back stretch, led by Callie Magoo, two, two in front. 
of peeling out, sitting second. Third, then is Weski. Fourth comes Riddle Me Miss. Then it's Hooray for the winner. Farron just back on stride, back on the course, pacing fifth, about eight lengths off the lead. Still a long ways back to the one to nine favorite, Elmo Rock Bottom, who lost stride around the first turn. 29 and 2 the opening quarter as they circle the far turn first. Time move to the top of the stretch. Callie Magoo leads the way over peeling out. Third, then is Weski. Fourth comes Riddle Me Miss, beginning to edge to the outside looking for cover as they move to that halfway point. Fifth then, hooray for the winner. Still sixth, fair and just. Elmo Rock Bottom attempting to catch the field off a 1-0-1 half, chasing Callie Magoo to the clubhouse turn. Out of third, first over, venturing overland comes Weski on his back, her back rather. Riddle me miss with a bit within three lengths of the lead as they move into the back stretch. Then it's back to hooray for the winner, trotting in fifth, sixth, then Farron just still a long ways back to Elmo Rock, bottom to three quarters, still in front, Callie Magoo, Weski is stalled to the outside, three wide and being called upon, Riddle Me Miss, while peeling out to the insides, locked in, hooray for the winner, stalking them, three quarters and one, 31 and three around the final turn, it's still Callie Magoo being challenged by Weski to the outside, three wide, Riddle Me Miss peeling out, looks for room to the inside, as they turn for home, it's still Callie Magoo. Callie Magoo, a length in front of Weski second, peeling out, ducking to the inside. Hooray for the winner, splits horses late. But on the far outside, here's Weski trying to get by Callie Magoo. It's Weski getting by Callie Magoo in the final strides with peeling out third, 203 and two. Here's the irony of this situation. I never used the three, uh, but by mistake, if I would have kept her on, that would have worked. How, how much the best was a seven? Um, I don't know. I don't know. It was a pocket trip, so that's that's really tough to yeah, judge. okay, and then jumping over them. I don't understand why he didn't pull the horse when he had the chance. I, I just I don't know. Why would you pull that early? No, but he had a chance around the final turn to get out and didn't. I did not see well, any chance. Well, he said for 55. I mean, look, the three's in the middle of the racetrack. That was a six, actually. Six held no, on. No, that's the three. I'm I'm watching. They just posted six three seven one. Yeah, the six won the race. I'm saying the yeah. three's in the middle of the racetrack. He had a chance to get out and didn't. He tried to go inside. So, anyway. What did we miss here with Callie Magoo? Well, you didn't know that everyone in the uh, the the one and nine shot was going to run for starters. The one ran coming mm -hmm. away from there, caused the two to run. The seven got a perfect trip and somehow didn't have any room. Let's see. Second time LASIK. Second start since October. Showed Five speed. Yeah. Five was, well, no. You couldn't use that one off that last race anyway, but. I don't know. Not if you tossed the race like we did. And it's not like she won a, she won a poor mile. She raced well. Let's go back to Woodbine. All right. Over to Woodbine then with race seven coming up in seven minutes. Rod, we were on you for the second leg talking about Mr. Herbie as a favorite. You're too deep, including Mr. Herbie. Yeah, I use Mr. Herbie, and uh, for obvious reasons. I mean, he's made almost $2 million. He's a classy horse. Uh, this is the level he is kind of at now where he excels, and, uh, you know, he, he was up facing a lot tougher recently, and he just has no chance against those types anymore. Uh, so, you know, with the drop back down to this class, I, I think he's got a big shot again. He beat these last time he was in with them. And then the five, I use uh, Cabertoss. Uh, this horse hasn't been showing much, but was facing better horses 
just like the two. Uh, this is a, a drop in class. Did get beat by the three last time, but wasn't anywhere close, and it was a slow half. Just had no chance in that last race at all. And even the week prior, you know, no chance. The week prior to that, no chance was in over his head. So uh, with the drop in class, you know, this horse beat now winners at 13,000 five starts back. So uh, with with the horse like this, I, I think if he's close enough, he's going to be dangerous and he should be a decent price as well. I'm too deep as well with Mr. Herbie. Uh, however, I don't use Caber Toss. Uh, did not know about the fact that he won that numbers of 13,000. However, at the same time, I'm not necessarily impressed by his races against tougher. So I chose to go other way, another way with a three holiday party. Who's also been up against numbers of six, uh, but putting in a little bit of better efforts and will also, sorry for hitting the mic, uh, be more forwardly placed. And if I'm not mistaken, that's kind of a good place to be, especially this point in the meet at Woodbine, uh, four starts ago against numbers of 8,000, almost one wiring the field. He's much more of a stalker. Uh, cause I remember that race. I remember using him in that race and flying ISO won at like 15 to one. Um, but should again, be forwardly placed, be in the right spot. If, if she, if he's in the right spot, he should have the class to be able to do well against this Nars of 6,000 bunch, uh, especially looking at the rest of this field. Like it's who, you know, and a bunch of these other trotters that aren't really as they're, they're, they're lackluster if anything, but that's what you get with this kind of field. So I'm two, three. In the second leg of the sequence, race number nine, Philly and Mare preferred a field of six going post -wed. And, uh, we're, yeah, you and Mike uh, both agree with Witch Dally and L.A. Delight. Uh, do you really do you really see which my, my question is, I did not use Witch Dally in this race. Would you why would you use Witch Dally if if L.A. Delight is going to be the favorite, Witch Dally is the second favorite? Why not? They're the only two horses that can win the race. No? Yeah, they've been 1-2 for like the last four weeks in a row. But, but, I mean, there was one horse that I specifically used because here's my logic. If L.A. Delight wins, which Dally loses? And no, I don't see which Dally winning this race at all because I don't think she can wire this field, especially with L.A. Delight in the mix. And at the same time, uh, to the inside, Ms. Mac and Cheese has also raced well in the preferreds. She's just had two rough starts where she's been locked in, and now she's going to be one of the lone speeds put out towards the front. It seems like she could get the trip here. I don't know. I just feel like she's going the wrong way. She's, you know, lost two in a row, and I don't deem that a rough trip. That, that trip, two back... She had nothing, and then last time she didn't have anything again. She she was set up, and L.A. Delight ran right by her. At least you know which Delhi is going to be in the mix early. Uh, you know the reason she lost last time was she had to you know go a little bit too quick. You know that middle middle part of the race, and which L.A. Delight was loaded, got perfect, got out, and just you know kind of flew by and ran her down. These are the only two horses in the race. There's there's no point in losing to one or the other, depending on who gets the setup. I but I I don't necessarily see that as regression because she's still coming in twenty seven and change. It it just she's been locked in. She hasn't really okay, been given the opportunity. L A delights won two out of fifteen. You know she's capable of losing to her. She lost to her two back, given the same circumstances. Well, I'm I. My opinion, my opinion, honestly, I I think you're kind of overlooking it a little bit, Ray, just because. These two mares on the outside 
have just been a touch better than the rest of them in, in the last month. And I thought, you know, I used Miss Mac and Cheese last week. She didn't really fire enough for me. She, you know, she didn't have enough go mm. at the end of the mile for me. And if you remember last week, I told you not to use her because I didn't like her. I mean, I'm just saying. Yeah, she, she's just kind of <laughs> tailing off a little bit. And with her tailing off, I, I think that's uh, that's kind of the key for me to to not use her this week. And between which Dolly and L.A. Delight, I, I think those two are just the, better than these right now. Well, I know last week uh, in the tickets that I gave you guys, I singled L.A. Delight because I, I, I don't like Witch Dally against L.A. Delight, especially seeing how sharp L.A. Delight's getting right now. Uh, it's the driver switch that's made all the difference. I mean, you could say that. I don't I don't necessarily. My opinion. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, again, I don't want to take the second favorite, especially if I feel like Witch Dally is going to come up short again. Because if she comes up short again, that either means L.A. Delight wins or a, a much better price wins. And Ms. Mac and she's probably isn't necessarily not firing, but it just seems like she's, you know, she, if she gets a pocket trip, this could be a much different race. If I was using anything else in the race, I would use the three. The three? Wistie's yes. Paradise moving up in class? Yes. Yeah. She's getting very good. Those last four races are very good. Seems so. like, well, I mean, just just by judging, it seems like she's just been in the right place. Mm-hmm. Well, she went 52 last week at 12 to 1. Second over. So, but, I mean, you know, they weren't stopping in front of her. She she came and got them. They came home in 28 and 3. Uh, but all of that said, I'm still 1-6. You both are 5-6. I'm not really sure there's much more explanation behind that race. Final leg is race number 10. It's a conditioned $15,000 claiming event for fillies and mares. Scratch down to a field of nine. Starting off with you, Rod. You take the all button here. Uh, do you really have that much confidence in some of these longer shots? Because some of these longer shots seem pretty easy to toss. I mean, I I could only toss two horses off of my ticket, and... I'm not doing that. Okay. Uh, I'm just going to hit the all button because it cost me another $3 to do that. So, you know, it, to spend Who did you $3 toss? Just in, out of curiosity, who did you toss in the race? Uh, I was tossing the eight and the nine. So what do you like about the one? One scratched. Okay. Well, there you have it. Toss that one. I don't like, I like one to make it to the barn first. Great. Thanks, uh, but, uh, you know, like the, the two is going to get bet here, uh, got beat on the front last week and, and, you know, got stung the first quarter, but really had a slow middle half there, come home in 30 and one and still got beat. So I, I'm not a big fan of that one. Uh, the three Sadwana Bay. Yeah. Horse is capable, but has missed three weeks. So I'm not keen on that one either. Uh, the four south when I another one's going to take money. This horse sat a perfect trip last time and won. Start before that had no chance. Start before that had a, a great setup and just didn't get there. So there's a lot of suspect horses in this race, and uh, I just think that anything can happen. <clears throat> excuse me, anything can happen in a race like this where you know there's not one particular horse that. Uh, 
stands out or there's excuses for me not to use, you know, one particular horse instead of another one. Mm -hmm. So I just hit the L button. Uh, as for you, Mike, you're four deep. And using the obvious ones, uh, the two bad in paradise, third back just missed last time should be better. Uh, it's hard to leave the three off, even though the horse has missed a couple weeks because one, two in a row prior to that against better South went eye on, you know, was on the outside last time did get a trip, but did go by has, you know, four wins this year. And then the 10, uh, Winsong Magnifique was is claimed uh, one two in a row prior to the claim last time really was sort of empty but we'll see how the horse does for the new connections two three four and ten as for me I am four six and ten uh, with the four South and Ioni won here in this division last she won here in this division last week uh, could very well win again Dry Creek Image makes her second start at Woodbine after some decent starts at Dayton on uh, her race. First out at Woodbine, it wasn't necessarily terrible. She gained ground in the final quarter and will probably improve second out. And the 10 wins song, Magnifique, is making her first start off the claim. Has shown speed in the past. Two starts ago, was put into position from the far outside, post 6. And from post 10, will probably be able to be put into play again. I am 4-6-10, which makes my ticket go as follows. For 20 cents, 1-3-4-7-11 with 2-3 with 1-6 with 4-6-10. That's $12 for 20 cents. Mike, what's your ticket with 40 seconds? Uh, three, six, seven, ten, eleven with two, five, six, eight, nine with five, six with two, three, four, ten. Yes, I added a few. Rod? Three, five, seven, eleven with two, five with five, six with A L L all. Okay. That is eighteen eighty for twenty cents, and I already punched. Fantastic. I thought up. so. And they're going. They're ready to go. Field of 12 lining up here. Current favorite at 2-1, to one, the 7, Cloud Diva. Second choice at 4-1, to one, the 3, Manhattan again. Third choice at 5-1, to one, the 5, Party Beach, and the 10, Teacher's Vet. <laughs> Seventh from Woodbine Racetrack in motion and approaching the start. Often pacing, Cloud Diva from the outside fires out. Alexa Hanover's off stride. Manhattan again being put into play and from the far outside. Teachers Vet swoops up to take the lead as they pass the stands first time. Lions Princess Ruby is pacing fourth. Wide of Traces of Purple now taking the fourth spot. Getting away sixth. Traffic jammed to the turn in front of Village Jamie. Seventh, eighth comes Mock the Cut from the second tier. Party Beach is ninth. Beach got its tenth. Then it's Nasty Rumor and catching the field after the early break. Alexa Hanover trails 27-4 and four the opening quarter. Cloud Diva marching alongside Teachers Vet to try and make front into the back stretch. Third then to the inside Manhattan again being held the inside as teacher's vet yields to the favorite Cloud Diva passing three-eighths. Fourth comes Traces of Purple. Fifth then to the inside Lions Princess Ruby. Sixth locked in traffic jam as Mock the Cut Ventures uncovered. Seventh now into sixth picks up cover as Traces of Purple moves wide who flushed out Manhattan again off a 58 second half. A 30 and one breather to the far turn. Cloud Diva now challenged by Manhattan again to the far turn. Teacher's Vet 
to the inside is third. Parked out and stalled. Traces of purple as Lion's Princess Ruby gains ground to the inside. Three wide then mock the cut. Followed by Traffic Jam as they come on to three quarters. It's Cloud Diva holding off Manhattan again with Teacher's Vet third and 126. Top of the stretch. Cloud Diva holding the front. Outside Manhattan again. Diving to the inside. Teacher's Vet. Then three wide. Lion's Princess Ruby into the center of the track. Comes Traffic Jam. Cloud Diva coming to the line, two in front, Manhattan again, second, far outside, traffic jam, it's Cloud Diva, Cloud Diva going to take it, second then, looks like traffic jam might have just edged out Manhattan again with Party Beach in one, 55 and one. 12 horse field, you get the 7 to 5 favorite. Yeah, 3-1 well, mile there. You, you, yeah. can't, you can't give that horse that easy middle half like that and expect him not to go away mm -hmm. and that's that's typical wall right there get the front and go hide teacher's vet was also um short but she was oh, yeah. yeah she didn't really look that great last week though i i agree those last two are suspect for sure looks like seven two three in that race as we look over to London, where are they at in London? Three minutes we got. Three minutes there. not on the track, though. All right. We wait for results then from Woodbine. We all advance with the favorites. That's fantastic. Hey, advancing is half battle. Uh, the other half is yeah. making money, and that's probably a bigger half. Yeah. So it's probably three quarters. More than half. That would be half. Uh, three quarters is not half, Rod. I hate to break That's it. That's what you. I just said. I said that <laughs> wouldn't be half. I heard would. You would. Knock on it. Ooh. Coming up in the second hour of the show, we have uh, again the seven two three nine. Yep. Uh, in the second hour of the show, we have. The part one of the three-part panel between myself, Ryan Macedonio, and Michael Carter. That will be coming on right after the news with Phil Hong. And then we'll come back with more from London, Woodbine, and for Saturday's pick four at the Meadowlands. Seven to five favorite Cloud Diva takes the first leg of the pick four there. Shifting focus to Western Fair with two minutes to post. They are not on track yet, I assume, though. Uh, raising a rocket six to five, even though we're we're not alive oh, anymore. By the way, our uh, our pick fours. Who who sponsors our pick fours? That would be the Often Pacing Racing app, which you're reminding me I need to check my stable. The servers yeah. were down. They're down. They were. They are. What? Zips Flamingo's got a race. She's racing uh -oh. at one thirty at, at Northville. You know exactly when your virtual horses are racing. I know <laughs> my server's up, and I know when Zips Flamingo's racing because she's made me six million coins. Mm. That's much better than anything I've ever had. Of course, you got five million of those in one race, which is a whole other story. I mean, Zips Xavier's earned about seven million. She's a crap mare. Oh, boy. Uh, I, don't, I don't have a million to put up anything anything in those races anymore. That's hard. 
It's hard to. I, I got one. Got one point four left, only because uh, I had two horses get claimed off me yesterday. Well, somebody's been claiming because I've had a few claimed off of me too. I wasn't too upset that they went. Mm-hmm. Me either. Someone claimed a six-year-old and a five-year-old off me, so I was like, "Thanks." Yeah. So if you happen, but, but I still have, I still have hashtag Ray Pride, who, by the way, won again today, and has made about seventy-five thousand the last five starts. Well, pretty good. I, I'm glad you informed me of that, Rod, because I was just about to ask you, out of sheer curiosity, how that horse was doing. I was so worried that you had to put him down. Yeah, hashtag Ray Pride will live forever. Uh, have you ever wanted to own your own championship stable, but you have no money? Me neither, but it, you can still do it if you have a mobile device, which costs money, but you can also emulate it off a computer. Shh. With the often pacing racing app. Often pacing racing app allows you to enter horses you have to race. You can enter them in claimers, enter them in non-claimers, enter them in stakes races, enter them for Mexican hat dances. You can enter them in anything you could possibly imagine with the Often Pacing Racing app. And for more, we're going to send it off to my pal, Chucky Mizzou. Yeah, it's me, Chucky Mizzou. Ever since I got Often Pacing, uh, my (laughs) life has been changed for the better. My wife came back to me, my kids respect me, and we all love horses. Thanks, Chuck. And if you want to be like Chuck, except not divorced and have kids, then download the Often Pacing Racing app. We can't guarantee that that happens. However, it could possibly happen. We don't know. We, we were just we're racing hypotheticals here. You can download it on Google Play, on the Apple App Store, on those two things. There's no more places you can download it. You have those two options. Choose one or the other or both. You can link accounts now. And use our promo code. What else? Who the hell are you? That's my turn on this broadcast. Use promo code NAHU200K. That's N-A-H-U-200K. And you will get a free... You get 200,000 coins free to start up your stable. That's NAHU200K if you are a new player Download Often Pacing today. Uh, I wish I had one of those lists of um, the stuff they have to read off for insurance reasons. Uh, where it's many one or fewer win. Uh, uh, pa- uh, pancreas I'm, may I'm not grow back. I'm going to state this real quick. Uh, Polly the Pipe, uh, since I know you're listening because you just commented on Facebook, we cash more tickets than them boys. Don't worry about that. <laughs> I'm more curious that there is a is man on... Is Someone calling us out? I am more curious that there is no, a man. No, he's not calling us out. Okay. There... He told me to give a shout out to the Balmoral boys. Oh. <laughs> my Balmoral boys, I'll give a shout out to Pauly because Pauly's a good dude. You're glazing over yeah. a major detail here. There is a person named Pauly the Pipe. Is his yes. family from the mob? Maybe it's possibly. Some sort of, maybe it. 
Uh-oh. You never thought of that, did you, Ray? You cut Maybe out, he's a Mike. plumber. Maybe he's a plumber. Do you know who else were plumbers? Mobsters! You know who weren't mobsters? Lobsters. And you know what lobsters weren't? Robsters. They weren't out robbing banks. Stop with the rhyming. Yeah. <laughs> and you know who else weren't robsters? Daniel Radcliffe. Yes. The esteemed actor that played Harry Potter. Thank God Western Fair is here to save us here very soon. They're headed to the gate. Thank God. Thank you. Thank you, Sugar. Thank you for bailing us out. I feel like you don't understand how much my <laughs> my timing has improved. It was going to end with Daniel Radcliffe. It couldn't uh, go anywhere they, else. Okay, so... Are that, they going to the gate yet? Yes, they're yeah, going to be going to the gate to. soon. After this race at Western Fair, we're going to be going to break, and when we come back from break, it will be part one of our three-part roundtable with myself... Ryan Macedonio and Michael Carter. And then after that, we will have the late pick four from the Meadowlands and an update on Woodbine as inevitably the second leg of that pick four will go off during that recorded segment. It is post time at Western Fair at the Raceway District of London, England. I see Big Ben. Boom. No, it's not Boom. London, England. Boom. What do you, how could it not be? I hear the clock in my head. Or maybe I'm like Quentin Compson and I hear time as it drags me to my grave. That's a that's a reference from The Sound and the Fury. They're lining up here, 6-5 to five on Raising a Rocket. Second choice at 5-2, to two, the 5 Sierras Rose and the 8 Gens Credit. Scratch down to a field of 7-6 in line. One in behind as this field uh, approaches the start. Off and pacing, stretching her legs to the front. Doucette sprints and takes the lead as they move to that first turn. Maddie's credit parked by what makes me win. Now ducking into third is what makes me win. Takes the pocket. Fourth comes reasonably, deniably. And then it's followed by Jen's credit back then to Raisin a Rocket and Sierra's Rose. Opening quarter bound in front. Doucette. From what makes me win second, third comes Maddie's credit, fourth then is actually Jen. No, that's reasonably deniably. 30 and 1, green and gray are similar. Fifth comes Jen's credit. I was correct. Sierra's Rose is sixth. Raisin is Rocket. Trails the field, the even money favor with about eight lengths to make up as Sierra's Rose moves outside around the turn to the top of the stretch first time. set. I like the half in front. What makes me win? Stock second, third to the inside. Maddie's credit outside, reasonably deniably. Moves first over in fourth. Then it's back then. It's, no, that is Jen's credit. No, yes. No, yes. Jen's credit. This could be the worst call in the history of Ray. 101 <laughs> for the half. They should change the colors as they move to the back stretch to set in front. Mott makes me win to the inside. Drops back outside. Jen's credit. Second over Sierra's Rose. Inside locked in. Maddie's credit. Then third over. Rays in a rocket. Reasonably deniably dropped out in the rear. Three-quarter bound. set. Still in front. Leads by four and one. 29 and one around the final turn. Jen's credit second. Three wide Sierra's Rose. Watt makes me win. Still to the inside in competition. Maddie's credit. Looks for room. And deeper on the track. Rays in a rocket. Turning for home. Doucette is four in front 
of what makes me win. Uh, outside Jen's credit, Maddie's credit, trying to split horses late into the far outside. Sierra's Rose coming to the line to set. Holds on. By a length and a half. Jen's credit second. What makes me win third? 159 and two. I hate gray and green on a composite screen. Hate it. Looked so much. That whole first, first three ace was horrible. Four and eight. Okay. Look, these I don't have anything to say. I think, I think that's enough video for us tonight. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to break, and when we come back. I already told you it's coming up. Stay tuned for more. And, and, and we want to thank everybody that's watched on Twitter, Periscope, uh, YouTube, and listening on Facebook Live. We're going That's off on there. You can still turn it back on, 148.ca slash one. Tune in there. And you got to click the listen live button but we assume you could figure that out. It's break time here on North American Harness Update. Stay tuned for more live fun.
Philpongo Woodbridge. York Region has upheld a new shopping bylaw despite opposition from Labour. As of January the 1st, stores in the nine municipalities will be given permission to stay open every day of the year except Christmas Day. People including John Cartwright, President of the Toronto and York Region Labour Council, were outraged at the process, which had no public consultation. The new subway extension to Vaughan opens on Sunday. After years of planning and construction, the Spadina line will open new stations and operate outside Toronto for the first time. The new 8.6-kilometer stretch features a direct link to York Re- University and York Region's first subway stations of its own, Highway 407 and Vaughan Metropolitan Centre. Brampton Council are the new owners of a golf club. Riverstone and Castlemore will be converted to a community centre, with the golf greens being converted into park space. Some people have balked at the process, including Councillor Pat Fortini, who voted against the buyout, questioning the lack of public input in the decision. Chances of flurries in the forecast, Pearson plus 3, Newmarket plus 4. I'll have more updates on SRN1. For now, I'm Philip Hong. Thank you, Phil, and welcome back to more North American Harness Update. As promised and as scheduled, uh, what will now precede this is part one of a three-part roundtable between uh, myself, Ryan Macedonio, and Michael Carter, where we discuss ourselves, ourselves in harness racing, and basically harness racing as a whole. So here it is, part one of this three-part series here on North American Harness Update, which you are currently listening to on SRN1, or live. Good evening, afternoon, morning, or night, ladies, gents, and everything in between. Welcome to this special edition of, we don't have a title for this, but I am joined by two people who I don't deserve to be in competition with, but unfortunately (laughs) am, uh, two breakthrough nominees for the Wait, 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 hold, hold it, Ray, what? Wait, wait, wait. What? You, you lead up to it a little bit uh, more, don't just jump right into it, uh, listen, uh, kids these days, Mike, they want to jump right into it, right? <laughs> I agree. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just giving you what we're dealing with, there's a lot more to okay. talk about than yourself, Mr. Macedonio. That's true, alright, so so let, let's introduce, go, go all around, you, it's your show first, we're on Nahu first, right? Yes, yeah, so yep. we're, we're currently live on North American Harness Update, this is a Friday evening, so th- hello, good, good evening folks, gents, and again, everyone in between. Uh, This is part one of a three-part series where uh, I will be hosting a roundtable of breakthrough nominees. We're going to talk about the harness racing industry, uh, harness racing, and everything in between, but not the same in between. There's a a lot of grays to go around. Uh, So first off, I'm joined by a fellow podcaster, that that's not discern either of you at all, uh, but no. <laughs> Macedonia was first. Uh, he, oh, okay. He okay. was he was the first one to at least be in this area of media. Uh, he you you of course uh, host the Trotcast with the patented Star Wars font, which to this date Disney has not come after you for, which I'm surprised. Ah. <laughs> So, Mr. Macedonio, introduce yourself. Howdy. Howdy. Oh, well, 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 howdy, Ray. This is my first actual appearance on North American Harness Update. Thanks. I had to basically invite myself onto your show. It's pretty much. Is that how it works? No. I, if you DM me, you can come on my show. I don't know. I don't get why everyone thinks it's so exclusive. Okay, so anybody that's watching, just DM Ray and uh, you'll be on a show. But yes, I I am. If you're watching this on, see now, first thing we have to get out of the way is 
I have video. Michael Carter, you have video, right? Yes, sir. Okay. The dunce Ray does not have video. <laughs> okay. And right now you will see uh, probably uh, throughout this entire video and podcast, uh, you, 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 I'm going to have fun with this because I'm editing it. It's my own show and I can do whatever I want. So, yes, Ray, uh, I have the Trotcast uh, logo. It is not... It's just a little bit off the the, the Disney, so uh, yeah, they're not coming after me. And Star Wars is coming out tonight. Is everybody excited about that? No, uh, no, not and, at and all. Ju- okay. Just to show you, Mr. Macedonio, I have short video. I have a video oh, going okay. right now. This will be the only video I'm going to send you. <laughs> okay, fair enough. So, Mr. Macedonio, why don't I keep? Refer- you're like you are a twelve year old boy in a thirty year old body. Why am I calling you Mr. That, Macedonio? Yeah. That's true. Get, get, let's get get Carter out of the way. Introduce him first, and oh. then we'll come back to me. Yeah, so uh, the other guy, I get him confused with the mic he hosts his show with, because you don't say which mic is which mic, but you both do post-time with Mike and Mike. Mike Carter, the other breakthrough nominee. I'm not even mentioning the fact that I'm nominated either, because I don't even understand why I am, but Mike, it's it's good to be joined. It's been a long time since we've talked. Yeah, it's, uh, listen, it's been a long time since I've been uh, on North American Hardest Update. Uh, represent the uh, post time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. and uh, listen, I did this show with you for a while, and you're comedic. I missed your comedic talents, but Ryan has been on, uh, he's been on, listen, we don't, Ryan, you've been on our show a couple times, including the uh, first ever USTA debate. That's true, I was. Uh, and it was the most watched USDA presidential debate of all the times on the interweb. It was Actually, also the most was, watched USTA thing, period. Well, yeah. <laughs> here's, here's the thing. It was our most listened to episode uh, by far, uh, just beating out the uh, Sam McKee memorial we did. So that was uh, that was a pretty big show for us. Okay. Well, we're going to have trouble here because we all of us are, are going to want to jump in. So, uh, listen, I'm I'm happy that I could bring something to uh, to heart. And listen, the three of us are all nominated for the Usher Breakthrough Award. So that's the whole reason oh, for this whole pod, right? Yeah, Ray, 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 Ray is still shocked. Why are you shocked, Ray? You're 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 one of us. Why are you shocked? Because I've done absolutely nothing. I do a show in my basement that maybe 20 people listen to, and it's revolutionary. Carter, you want to comment on that? <laughs> is it, is it, I was going to say, is it 20 people yet, or is it still only 10? No, I'm just kidding. I, totally I, I like kidding. to lower the numbers just for modesty's sake. Well, uh, listen, well, no, listen. I mean, and I, I think it's kind of cool. I was talking to Bozich. I thought it was kind of cool that all three of us got nominated um, in the same year. You know, all three podcasts that are currently out there are nominated in the same year, uh, obviously leaving out uh, Jay Hoxdeller. I'm not, how, old is, how old is Jay? I don't know. He's... Maybe 25, 26, 27. So, Prebozzi and Adams are how old? Uh, Adams is, he th- he just turned 30. I think Prebozzi's in his 40s. So, so with the exception of Prebozzi and Bozich, um, we're all technically able to be nominated for this award. And so I thought it was kind of cool that the three, like, three people got nominated all in the same year. Well, and I also wanted to ask, is this both your first nominations? Yes. Uh, for this award, yeah. Okay, because this is my second. I was nominated. The oh. s- I was nominated the same year. Uh, H- Horowitz and Zakali tied, and they won. And I haven't been nominated since. I was also nominated by the same division. I'm not sure if I should even say that. Uh, oh. But 
<clears throat> well, listen, if we tie, we should, like, have, like, a, a duel with, like, swords and crap like that, you know? Lightsabers! Yeah, there you go, right. Lightsabers. You see, Carter provides a very legitimate option to finding the clear winner, and Ryan just makes us seem like dorks. <laughs> <laughs> can, can, can we just get uh, Mike and my, or Mike, Carter, listen, can we settle it right now? Right now on the show, because uh, I want this show to be watched and I want it to be innovative. Who is the first Mike? Go. (laughs) (laughs) I have to probably say it's probably Bozich, if we're going in alphabetical order. See, that's a lame answer. That's a lame answer, yeah. Here here was your chance to break through. We're all breaking through to go outside of your your, your, uh, AARP partner, Bozich, who (laughs) who is old. He is old. He, He wants... Held me in a room for an hour talking about the good old days of radio and how he used to record things and things like that. So have you heard, you have know, you heard the, uh, the football game where he had to like buy the extra um, phone cord and like run it from one building yeah. to the other? What a nerd! <laughs> yeah, I know he, he's he's old. So this is your chance to break free from your old counterpart and fly on your own little birdie. Or are you and Mike presented by Bet America? Did I get that right? Yeah, presented by Bet America. Yep. Okay. Uh, Bet America, Bet America, Bet com. What are, what's the shameless self promotion here? Real quick, get that out of the way. Uh, we Bet America dot com. Yeah, we uh, they're our prime sponsor. Uh, they're our uh, you know they handle us every month and uh, put our show on in the uh, where we do it with uh, Jason Beam in the barn. I was gonna say going off of uh, breaking through uh, the the fact that I I don't know if you've ever once mentioned Mike in Harness Racing Media that you did start. On North American Harness Update, and you and Bozic started together. We, we, we did. So, so Ryan, we so funny story, Ryan. So we, uh, so Ray, I forget what he was doing, and I was uh, co-hosting with Ray, and Ray had to go somewhere. So I, I invited Bozic on, and like weeks later, we created Post Time with Mike and Mike. Yeah, never once got so. credit for that union at all. So that, that's why Ray is the breakthrough nominee because he created essentially post time with Mike and Mike. Oh, whoa, wait, you, wait, no, no. You know what, Ray? I'm not going to give you all the credit in the world because, okay, I had Michael Bozich on the Trotcast episode like 10. Okay, oh, I'm going to forget I've that done, episode. I've, that was one of the best episodes. Okay, I've done – he was on there before you. I interviewed Ray like episode 15. I interviewed Bozich episode like 12. This was 140 episodes ago. Hey, so uh, where's, where's, my, uh, where's my interview? Uh, at the Jug. You got your interview at the oh, Jug there, big man. Yeah, yeah, don't, don't okay. forget that. All available at trotcast.com, by the way. There's my shameless self-promotion and the revolution presented by Diamond Creek Farm. Oh, boom, boom. I just – that's like seamless. That's why I'm the breakthrough nominee. Well, I, I like to describe myself as the Lorne Michaels of harness racing, seeing as where everyone on my show has now gone, a.k.a. they're more successful than I am. <laughs> that's, that's, well, not me. I haven't been on your show. I'm like the Jim Carrey of the harness racing world then. Everyone just forgets who you are, right? Oh, okay, okay. Uh, so, well, wait, wait, so, so if you're the Jim Carrey, does that mean you walk into a room and say, woo, do not go in there? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I liked it. What was Jim, was that his best work? Ace Ventura? What, no, I don't even. Where is he? What is he doing he, with his life? Uh, he's question. being a tree. Was most recently, from what I remember, he was getting ready for a role as Terrence McKenna by taking mushrooms what? in the wilderness. Uh, he, Terrence McKenna is a philosopher. 
Oh, is he trying to be Mr. Serious Actor at this point? I mean, that after Man on the Moon, I feel like he kind of wanted to do that. And he was great in Man on the Moon, too. That was a fantastic job. He did his Andy Kaufman. Mike, wouldn't you like to see Ray in about 10 years trying to do... Because he, you know, he's on, on, on this radio show now who he tries to be the, the comedic guy. Wait, tries? Fun, but tries? Tries? Hold on, tries. Ryan. <laughs> Hold on. I have not once ever put a single bit of effort into anything I've done on that show. <laughs> Carter, can, Carter can confess to that. Barnsdale can confess to that. My co-host now can confess to that. There is well, no well, effort you know, on my part. So, so you, you, earlier you were you you wanted credit for creating Post Time with Mike and Mike, but I, you never do you never gave credit to who created Nahu because it wasn't you. That's right. It was correctly. it was oh. Gar- Well, no, because <laughs> first off, Carter, when I was on your show a couple weeks ago after the Breeders' Crown, I said I got this show from Garnet Barnsdale and Jeremy Day, and I took over. They got the credit that they deserve. Now, Garnsdale is now on your show and at the Daily Racing Forum. Jeremy Day selling mattresses last I checked. But he's still in the sport. He's, he wait, owns wait, a couple wait, horses. I, I, bought a, I bought a mattress from him, actually. He can get you a uh, pretty good deal. You should uh, you should check it out. Well, it, is it a good mattress? That's like Very good, yes. Very, very good. Don't sleep on this deal, folks. Look. <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> Look. So let, let's Listen, go. Who- who, who buys wait, real quick who buys mattresses nowadays this is this is 2018 2017 i bought mine off of amazon for 200 bucks it was shipped to me in a box i don't need to go to a mattress store anymore to be shipped in in a, in a fallopian tube like like a little box you know and then you it was compressed and you unbox it and boom it, it magically uh folds out into a bed really so you bought you a futon magically delicious and i was gonna be like a little freaked out for a second magic well, some things All on right, that wait. bed might be, but look, that's not the point. The point right now, <laughs> the point right now is that this is a harness racing discussion, but it's slowly turning into what my show usually is, which is we have to remind ourselves we have to talk about harness racing. So this is really the purest essence of North American Harness Update. What I want to ask the two of you, not at the same time, though, because I want different answers. Uh, starting with you, Ryan, the one thing that... Uh, I wasn't really surprised by, but was kind of intrigued by, was you running for the USTA presidency. Because what I thought is that position didn't really matter at all. So to me, it seemed more like you were doing it for a publicity stunt than it was actually to be in a position of power. But I'm curious what your mindset was to even go into taking on that. Okay, well, two things. Yeah, it was a publicity stunt. And two, uh, I mean, listen, shameless self-promotion. It was a publicity stunt for the industry because, mm-hmm. Mike, like you said on your show, that USDA debate was the most listened to episode, correct? Correct, yeah. Isn't every presidential election a general publicity stunt in itself? I mean, it promotes... When, when you have a debate, I mean, they, they all the TV networks, the real debate, the real presidential debate, the TV networks all shuffled and we had three or four hours, many of the worst. So, yeah, of course, it's a publicity stunt. When I went to when, when I had thought about running, I never once thought that I was going to win because of the simple fact that not enough people knew who I was and would have faith in backing a 30 year old person who. Who knows if I'm qualified for the job? There's no actual qualifications for the job. Um, now, saying that, I knew that if I was in it, that I could get people to talk about topics, to force the other candidates to actually discuss topics, and to have other media out there. 
post time with Mike and Mike USD presidential debate would have never happened, frankly, without me pushing the USTA and Mike and Mike to do that. And I would have never done it if I wasn't in there. So I was pushing everybody. I was pushing the limit on everything. And I think that's so, yeah, it was a publicity stunt, but it was a publicity stunt for the industry. It was it? I didn't really gain much out of it. I met a couple people, but, you know, the people who like me already like me, people who didn't like me don't like me. But overall, as an industry, we got a lot of coverage. Well, and I was more interested in what, what exactly that position entailed. But I also felt like you going into it knew you weren't going to win. And that was probably the best. You handled it the best way you possibly could in your situation. Now, Mike, when you ran for USDA, oh, I'm sorry. You, did, you didn't do that. <laughs> uh, you didn't do it. So I, I guess what I'm going to ask you then is uh, because North American Harness Update, besides Trotcast, is technically the only podcast out there. Wink, wink. Nudge, hey, hey, nudge. Gu- hey, guys, hold on one second, okay? My bosses are texting me. Oh, 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 excuse us, bosses. Look at us. We got bosses and sponsors. You see Ooh, that? Look at me. I'm Mike Carter. I got a boss. Ooh. That's what's great about North American Harness Update is it's run by free spirits. No, like bosses and haunted my, by bosses, free bosses at my actual work. Sorry, I had, had to oh, deal with something. You say in post time with Mike and Mike's not actual work. No, it, it is. It's work. It's work. Better America. Well, I mean, I wouldn't oh, admit that what I do is actual work either. <laughs> so, so, anyways, go ahead, Ray. I'm sorry. So, North American Harness Update. I we frequently had discussions about what I envisioned that show to be, and then when you went off to make post time with Mike and Mike, you decided to take a more traditional approach to the radio format. And it's been working very well for you, but I'm curious why exactly you wanted to go down that route. Was it just because that was, that area of the media was absent from the sport? Um, you know, when Mike and I talked about it, um, it, it was kind of one of those things where we weren't quite sure um, what we wanted to do. Um, we were kind of chit-chatting back and forth about like what we wanted and what we didn't want. And it was more of an avenue of, we felt there was enough horse plops and things of that sort out there. So we were just kind of like, you know what, we want something that's going to positively promote racing. And, uh, you know, that, um, you know, that's the, uh, avenue we went with. I was expecting more of that answer, uh, but I guess <laughs> that was mistaken. Sorry, Sorry um, about that. So then what, I, what I'm curious then is, because I've, I've always wondered where I stood in this industry, because I, I, I narcissistically and egotistically sometimes say I'm pioneering something big, but I'm mostly just lying to myself. So I'm curious from your guys' <laughs> perspectives. Uh, first off, did, do you, if, you, if either of you, besides Mike, because you were on the show, Ryan, have you ever listened to my show? Yeah, I, I listen. I listen to in, in my avenue. Uh, I have to deal with branding. I have to deal with distribution. I have to deal with content. So those three things I'm constantly looking at. How do I brand myself? How do I want it to be distributed? And how do I want the format and the content to be uh, on all my shows? I have a bunch of different content and shows and things that I run. So yeah, I'm always constantly listening to. I may not listen to every show, every minute of both shows, but I, I know the general idea of, of both of your shows. And yeah, I take notes of, okay, I like that. I don't like that. I listen to other shows and podcasts and Netflix and all these other things that I'm constantly taking notes on how to make things better and how to take away from things I don't like. So yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not a fan of most shows religiously where I listen to every day, but yeah, I listen to pretty much 
whatever I can when I can. I would have just taken a sometimes, Ryan. <laughs> sometimes? Well, you know. Yeah. Well, that's Mike's answer. He's going to give you the short answers. I'll give you the long-winded political answers. How about that? I, you're not running for president right now. I don't see why you'd <laughs> oh, want yeah, to do that. True. That's true. That's true. So then se- segueing off of that, I'm curious what how what your guys' opinions are of what I do. Because there's times even where I forget my what, what, how I feel about what I do. Because sometimes I come off the show and I go, why do I do this? Like, what's the point right, of doing this? Hold on. Let, let, let me do one more. Let me say one more thing. So okay. I always constantly get people who are like, oh, how can you support Mike and Mike? How can you talk about Ray? You guys are competition. Listen, we're the only three podcast video things doing this mm-hmm. out there. Agree. So we can't be we, we can't be competition. Now, Ray's show hits a specific demographic. I hit a specific demographic. Post time with Mike hit a specific demographic. We're three different shows. Mm-hmm. So it's very rare that one person is going to listen to all three shows. I, you know, I don't expect you guys to listen to every single podcast or everything I do. I don't expect Mike expects us to listen to all his shows, but we, I'm aware enough of when I see something or I hear something. Yeah, I'll tune in. Ray's show is more handicapping. Uh, so I kind of don't veer. I, I'll skip over stuff when he's talking about handicapping stuff. Cause I don't care about that. But, you know, when he goes off on his tangents and stuff like that, I, I watch you on Instagram and stuff like that, your commercials and things like that. So I do absorb whatever I can. And I think that it's annoying when people tell me that we should be we shouldn't be promoting each other because well, of competition. Well, I think and Ray can kind of attest to this, because when we uh, were at Hoosier Park, that was their first raise uh, Ray and that team's first remote. And I went over there and I was talking to Ray and those guys about uh I had originally had some problems with the internet connection at Hoosier Park and things like that. So I was kind of questioning, you know, what they were using and things of that sort. And the look on, I, I think it was Probozzi's face mm-hmm. where he was just kind of like, whoa, is he really like over here helping us out? Like, I'm not, I don't ever, I don't want to see anybody fail at all. So yeah. I, of course I'm going to walk over there. You know, I, I mean, we've been to Hoosier Park, Mike and Mike's been to Hoosier Park a hundred times. So we know where the kind of the, you know, where the downfalls are of the internet or what don't count. I see you counting, right? Um, <laughs> yeah. We know, we know where the, you know, we know where some of the things are where we've had trouble and I, I would never want to see, you know, another group have problems. So it was just, it was kind of funny to see the look on Promozzi's face, but he was like, whoa, he's over here helping us. Mm-hmm. And no, uh, he was, he definitely sounded as surprised too, uh, just because the inner workings of the industry are always kind of behind this, this iron veil it, it, it's not like the Iron Veil's there for any specific reason. There's no purpose to hide any of the courtesy or the actual camaraderie that comes from being within this sport, unless you're me. And <clears throat> uh, <laughs> uh, but I I just know that with my show and you, you Ryan, you described it perfectly. I my show is trying to appeal to a wider demographic outside of racing, which is why I try to bring a lot of more personality and antics into it. Uh, versus actual harness racing and to i feel to be able to still go to these racetracks and be able to talk to people in that like i i was sitting next to jeff Garrow and nick surik and i managed to somehow get both of them to laugh and they were having a good time and everyone that came by to our set at hoosier park had a really good time there and i i know that that's what my show i want my show to be and i'm glad that we were able to somehow reach that but at the same time i and you guys probably get this too where it's people go why you go down this route why are you trying why are you trying to be this guy 
We don't want to listen to this guy. Well, the, I, I think the you know the biggest thing that Mike and I deal with, and I, I think Ryan is the opposite of this sometimes, and it, it's nothing bad, Ryan. So don't take any offense to this. So we we don't necessarily ask the hard questions consistently 100 percent of the time. Mm-hmm. So we try to stay more on the you know, the clean angle of things, which, you know, listen, that's just how we angle our show. And we catch a lot of flack a lot of times for, you know, not asking like the harder questions of the day. But I think we've kind of opened up more like as we've listened to Ryan and we've listened to you. I mean, I I think we've kind of, uh, you know, taught ourselves, hey, we can kind of stretch it out a little bit without crossing any sort of line. Well, I I would say with, with my show, you, I, I think the, the hardest thing you have to do is actually find a niche of where you are and you have to find your voice. And I think we've all done enough shows to know what our voice is and what we're good at and what we're not good at. Unfortunately. And my, yeah, my, my show is, uh, listen, me personally, I, I think it's an extension of your personality. I've always been a uh, kind of a confrontational person. I'm not scared of controversy and things like that. So I'm not, if, 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 Part of doing my show is an extension of me and asking tough questions and bringing to the light of things that need to be changed. Like I, I always say, why are we still doing that? Forget hey about guys, harness racing. Bear with me one second, okay? Ah, uh, he messed up my monologue. Well, keep going. Should I keep going? Yes, keep going. Oh, okay. So, but my personality is very just. Why are we doing this? I'm a scientist. That's why are we still doing this? Let's try to change it. I don't care if it's perfect. Nothing is ever perfect, so we can always make it better. So therefore, on my show, you know, it started out as Trotcast, and then it, then I started doing Revolution also. So both of those shows are a little bit different, but I'm not scared to just not be in the norm and do something different and, and have, have a little fun with it too. My show isn't all just rip apart stuff. I have a lot of fun, and some people like it and some people don't. Yeah, I feel like that's what it comes down to, especially in the podcasting area, because interviews can only get you so far, but it's it's all entertainment, and that's what this sport is, too, besides gambling. Gambling, of course, is another form of entertainment. That's also why my show is very gambling and handicapping-centric, because we understand when you go to the racetrack, you're not going to the racetrack to hang out with your buddies, per se, but in the end, you're going to bet a dollar or two on the races, because that's the venue. It's That's the entertainment that's there. You're there to have fun with that. <clears throat> and I also noticed that, too, when I was at Hoosier Park, uh, around all the people and the gamblers and the drunks, especially the drunks. We had one specific drunk interrupt us on set and scream many profanities into the microphones as I was calling races from the <laughs> grandstand. And, and as soon as a horse would make a move, he'd be going, oh, my God, oh, and he spilled his Maker's 40 on my jacket. I smelled like booze for a week, and the cops did not like that. Well, you're, you're not even old enough to drink yet, right? No, I'm not sure if I'm even old enough to know what alcohol is. No, he still Ray, Ray still hasn't even gone to a senior prom yet. Uh, well, I, I'm not looking forward to all the broken bones, but <clears throat> when they fall, they cannot get up. So uh, I was going to segue off of that because, Ryan, you were talking about uh, hard-hitting questions. I forget where I was going to go with that. Oh, see, listen. This is where this is where we transition host. How about that? We transition to my show. How about that? All right, fine. Uh, the revolution. Okay, okay. Ray. Well, you, this is now. You're, you're... And with that, 
that is the conclusion of part one of that three-part series. Catch part two on Trotcast. I think Trotcast.com. That will release Monday the 18th. I think Monday is the 18th. And then part three, the conclusion of that series, will be on Post Time with Mike and Mike next Thursday, uh, the 21st. But voting for the Dan Patch Awards concludes on the 20th. So unfortunately, we will not be able to get part three in before the voting starts. Back live on North American Harness Update as I go to get back into a call with my boys, Prebozy and Alums. Uh, you two, I'm not sure if you were listening as you are, are you guys muted? I, I might have. You. Oh yeah, um, I'm not sure if you guys were. Well, first off, welcome back. I'm not sure if you guys were listening to uh, the roundtable uh, part one of that on the air, or if you were just hanging around. But either way, you're back on. How's it going? Great. Good. Amazing. Good. Yeah. Ah. So. Yeah. Uh, where we left off, in terms of live action, uh, the ninth at Woodbine just went off, and looky here, who won? L.A. Delight, who was second? Ms. Mac and Cheese. Wow. 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 I was. Congratulations. Go collect your eight dollars. Wow. Don't 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 recognize the fact that I was on the right track. Please don't do that. No, it was fine. I just didn't think that the one could win the race, and I was right. Yeah, and Mr. Herbie won the leg before that, so I'm still alive. We're all still alive. Yes, everyone's still alive for nothing. Congratulations. And then at Western Fair, we weren't alive there to begin with. However, they are currently on race 10 with two minutes to post. And in the ninth race, it was Coco Joe, 1980. Okay, it's a weird night there at Western Fair. This pick four is going to pay a lot. Yeah, there's three tickets alive for the pool there. And I, the rest are three out of four. I assume that's to the one, the six, and the eight? Um, or the I one? think it's the, hmm. it's the one and six, and I think it's the two, one, two, and six. Oh, the one, two, and six. Okay. Yes. And that's going to be coming up. In a few moments. However, we can start off with our analysis of the Saturday pick four from the Meadowlands, which starts with race number eight. It's a 12 race card. The pick four, late pick four, the guaranteed pool of, is it, is it 75,000 or 50,000? I will check for you currently. It is 50,000. 50,000 guaranteed pool starting with race number eight. I thought this was a tough sequence for me to look through. I, I'm not... But then again, the last time I looked at it too, which I think was last week, I wasn't necessarily that confident either because it's it's usually a pretty tough series of races, starting with this first one where, um, what is it? I don't even have the past performances open. I should open them up right now. This first Not leg. Numbers of 11,750 last five. Ah, Option yes. Flamers 30,000. It's a one-mile pace. Uh, I, I would assume it's a one-mile pace. What else could it possibly be? God forbid they go a mile and one yard. They do that sometimes. Well, it depends when the well, gate. What race them. are you talking about? The eighth, eighth. at the Meadowlands. Tomorrow. Okay. Tomorrow. So sending it off to you, Mike, to start us. Start off this analysis 
Uh, Morningland favorite here, the five. I am Mr. Brightside. Raced very well last time, but finished second to David's Dream is not in this race. And then to the inside, J.K. Willpower, second choice on the morning line at three to one. I don't necessarily know the numbers you use. However, I'm curious to see your approach. I'm three deep. Uh, I like uh, eight major legacy best who uh, has been coming through conditions quite nicely. Won a G notes consolation three back, then stepped up to numbers of 8,500 was beaten a dirty nose, actually coming home in 26 and two beaten by Jax or lucky two that night who uh, just, just out finished. Uh, then ran into Lawrencetown beach on December 2nd and uh, you know, did come home in 27 and two that night. So, you know, this horse has been racing extremely well. I did catch him the night. He did win at, at 48 to one. Uh, and I think he's going to be a price again. So in a race that really has no standout, I feel like that he could be, you know, one that could win. Also, I'm going to use the one JK willpower who won numbers of 8,500, barely two back on the front. Uh, you know, came home 27 and one, just almost got picked off by Don't Call Me Francis. Then stepped up to face the Jacks are lucky two, Western Joe's, Lawrencetown Beaches of the World, and was a marginal fourth in there, never really threatening. However, uh, I feel like this race is weaker than that one. And, you know, this horse has made 660,000, always races well here, draws well, and, you know, will be likely favored in here. And then I'm going to use the four. Uh, Stars in Heaven, who won two in a row and then was beaten at length last time to Kaylee Shakenbake, who is a very nice horse that always races well at the Meadowlands. And this horse didn't get out till late, was catching the winner, nearly won the race there. I think that this horse is going well uh, and will be slightly ignored here. Get Simon Allard. I feel like the price is going to be right. And I, I feel like if this horse gets out a little earlier, it can beat these. So one, four, and eight. Rod, where do you stand? Uh, I'm going three deep. I'm going one, four, and five. Uh, the one, same reasons as Mike. Uh, not a lot to say about this one. Raced well last week. Draws the rail. Uh, I expect a similar effort from his last three. Uh, the four gets Simon Allard. Uh, is a slight jump in class, but this horse has been sharp recently. Coming home in... Uh, 27 one 27 and three is the last couple and that race last week uh that was on that terrible track and uh i thought it was a good mile good kicker uh, on that that real deep track so i, I think you got to respect him a little bit and then the five uh you know another one race well last week just got beat at the wire two weeks ago uh, it was two two weeks ago uh just got beat at the wire and uh you know, even the start before that was in against tougher and, uh, for, for this horse to, you know, he kind of just sat there. Uh, I thought that race that he was in two weeks ago, the horses that were top four in there are better. You know, the, they're, they're both, uh, good or they're all good enough to be one, two, three, four in this race. So, uh, you know, I, I don't like the price on this horse, but I think you have to respect him and use him. So one, four, five. J.K. Willpower, from what I remember, is a very one-dimensional horse, and he still seems to show that two starts ago, went to the lead and barely held on, but still won on the lead nonetheless. And the lead was always his game, uh, whether he was a three-year-old or 
a three-year-old. I don't even remember what he did it to. Uh, but nowadays, J.K. Willpower currently in the condition ranks here at the Meadowlands. And that last start isn't necessarily that impressive to me, albeit it was in the snow. It was a snowy night. The wind was blowing in their snow. There was so much snow. There was snow much snow that that's where that dies. Uh, however, I don't use him on my ticket, even though that was an okay race. Uh, he's... He's just not going to be appealing at any kind of short price. I take the four and the five, Stars in Heaven, and I am Mr. Brightside. I like Stars in Heaven moving up in class because he's been racing well um, coming into this level. One, two ago, almost one last out against Kaylee Shake and Bake. And I am Mr. Brightside, as Rod said, got nudged just at the line coming up in 26 and change as the favorite. And I didn't even think he was going to race that well that night, but I knew, I felt he wasn't going to win. Still was second by a nose, so almost did win. Uh, the third horse I use, however, for a bit of a price, and Mackenzie's bringing a couple of decent horses in to the sequence. That's General Pat in the seven. Dropping in class, shipping in from Harris, Philadelphia. Throw out that race from post eight last. Last out uh, was just totally out of the mix. Two starts ago was aggressive against Narza twenty thousand from the rail, parked to the quarter, ducked to the inside, moved first over to three quarters, and lost the race. Uh, has some decent miles over at Yonkers though. Could definitely appreciate the, the bigger track and will probably be ignored for those seemingly lackluster miles against tougher horses. I'm four five seven in that first leg. Second leg of this sequence is race number nine. They're going at Western Fair. We'll bring you back the winner of that after it goes. I dropped my pen. Mike, I see so many numbers. You have a lot of numbers that I can't even count how many they are. So I'm going to leave it up to you to talk about it. Well, this is a wide open race. So I'm going to use six of them here. Uh, it's not worth of 8,700, but, you know, th th this is more like a not worth of 5,000 type race. Know, with a mishmash of a bunch of different horses lining up here. So uh, I'm going to start with the two more dragon who was very impressive last week was bet with loaded the whole way and, you know, flew by in the stretch to win. Uh, you know, I think this horse steps up, but needs to be used again. Uh, Rock in the hill drops from dollars of 80 or 11, five. And uh, this horse had the seven hole last time was roughed up. Really had no chance prior to that was second and third coming home sub 28 both races and that horse also needs to be used the four ideal matters just won the g nuts finals won two in a row for burke from bad post gets a step up in here uh the five johnny q is the horse i actually like in the race who drops from an onwards of 11.5 and again has had tough trips i like the post here i feel like the price is going to be right uh and also the eight and the nine david's dream who is a bit every other uh should be good this week closes i like that race two back that race, if this horse can get some flow, can win again. And the nine sporty red hot is another dropper. And this is Rick Dane, uh, has been roughed up two in a row. And again, you know, any sort of trip from the outside and this horse can, can, uh, you know, perhaps upset. So two, three, four, five, eight, nine. One to two favorite Santana Sass romps at Western <laughs> Fair. The second leg of the pick four at the Meadowlands to Rodney. I'm four deep, uh, one, three, four, seven for me. The one I'm using coming from Yonkers, 20 claimers. Uh, this one's going some decent miles, and that strategy over there, you know, sitting on the rail doesn't really work. Uh, I like the fact this horse is coming into this race off of a really good race over there. Uh, 54 mile last quarter, 27 and three with Greg Merton. Picks up Brett Miller tomorrow night. I think he's got a big shot, and. 
I think this horse is, is going to be a, a pretty big price as well. And the driver change is pretty significant, if you ask me. Uh, the three, Rock on the Hill, I'm using uh, draws inside again. Uh, two starts back was first over, raced really well against <laughs> similar types. Uh, last week, just had no chance. He was too far back. And uh, that was a race that that uh, nobody was really going to make up too much ground in any ways. They, they went uh, pretty modest fractions. So I think this horse has a shot. He's going to be a lot closer in this race. So I'm going to use him uh, for ideal matters. It's Burke. This horse won the G-Notes final. Uh, sharp form right now. Tough not to use this one. And then the seven, Reesemer, however you say that, picks up T-Trick tomorrow, was first over his last two starts, both on small tracks. Uh, Face the preferred at Freehold last time, which is a very underrated race, and uh, went in 54 over there. Uh, that's going to translate to roughly a 51-mile over to Meadowlands. Uh, I think this horse is good enough, and... The question mark is how much are they going to go up front? Because I don't see a lot of speed in here. There's a little bit, but not anything crazy. So he's going to need some horses to go at it early to uh, pick up the pieces late. So one, three, four, seven. Uh, Not giving these Geno's horses as much credit as you are. Although, I guess Major Legacy came out of the race and sharply but he also had the race set up for him when he finished second um referring to that horse back in the first leg of the sequence i'm four deep here starting that was a huge race though that was a huge race that night still again it was put was in the right place at the right time that his most recent race isn't necessarily that appealing but he's also kind of moving up against uh much higher classes than ideal matters is here i don't use ideal matters here though nonetheless i use more dragon though he's moving up off a win he raced really well in that win he was the favorite get off my back rock on the hill the three he's another one i use he's the second one i use because i've only talked about one so far this guy moves inside drops in class two starts ago was first over against this group and faded and now he's here and maybe could improve off of that uh, there's not much more. He might. He, I hope he gets ignored because that last race just tossed that, tossed that. It, it's 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 like one of those '80s dances, like the Macarena. Toss that race. Toss that race. Mix the salad. Mix the salad. Fold that chair. Fold that chair. Fainting dog. Fit the yoga pose. Fainting dog. Uh, for any of you that have ever done yoga, it's it's like this position where you get on the ground and you don't get up. Rissimer, uh, Rod, you mentioned this one. Mike, you did not. Uh, but Rod, you mentioned him. I like him. Another one for Bill McKenzie. Like I said earlier, he has a lot of live horses coming in to the Meadowlands. That was a good mile he went over at Freehold. That was a good mile he went over at Harrah's. That was another good mile he went over at Harrah's three ago when he won against similar. He was he moved wide, and then he kept moving wide, and eventually he moved to the lead, and he won at odds of 3-1 to one against Nars of 7,500. Uh, that preferred handicap compares pretty well to this bunch, at least it should. 
over at Freehold. And that first over trip definitely took something out of him, uh, but he should appreciate the bigger track. And then the 10 all-star partner is the final horse I use. Comes in off a win at Harris, Philadelphia. Wired the field in his first starts in shipping down from Woodbine. Could possibly have the speed to get into contention if he's placed towards the front from the outside. Then he'll be up towards the front and maybe have enough. I don't know. It's, it's all conjecture. Uh, he's coming into the race sharp, though. He might get ignored from an outside post, or he might not. I can't predict everything. Two, three, seven, ten for me in the second leg. Third leg of this sequence is race number ten. This will be after nine races have been conducted at the Meadowlands racetrack, meaning the tenth would be up next. It's the third leg of this sequence. Uh, starting off with you, Mikey. Four deep. There's four of them. You got to talk about those four. Yeah, four deep. Um, yeah, that's not worth a 5,000. The, the, uh, the two's dropping out of nowhere's at 9,000 after racing at the top level at Monticello. I thought raced well. Uh, comes out of that Kaylee shake and bake race where it closed to be third and 27 and four. So second start over the track and a drop inside post needs to be used. Winsong Jack raced well last time uh, in the same level. Just just couldn't hang on. Got stuck, ran into more dragon, Mr. Truth. Those are better than these. Uh, Neptune was decent last time. That's the four. Uh, this horse was third in the Cheyenne Raider race and, and sort of, you know, was roughed up in that race and kind of got run over late. Uh, you know, I, I think the, the post here and maybe will be ignored. And then the nine Twin Creeks, Jesse, uh, same thing comes out of the more dragon race. I thought raced well in that race for a 20 to one shot is outside here. Probably going to be more like 50 this time, but I used then I'm going to use now two, three, four, nine. Rod. Rod. I'm three deep. I'm going two, three, five. Uh, the two Stratocaster. Decent race last time. Uh, nothing too impressive, but uh, first start over the big track in a while. And those are uh, those horses at Monticello. They're not bad horses, actually. Uh, that winner's over top class there. Uh, I think this one's going to be close and. and you got to use this horse. Uh, he he makes sense in this field. Three wins on Jack. Second off the layoff. Long layoff. Should be better. Uh, hoping that they get a fast track. See what this this horse does tomorrow. The five major war uh, gets Tyler Buter. Uh, last time he raced at the Meadowlands, two starts back, he got gunned out of there, and they went pretty fast up front and. Uh, he just got tired on the end of it, but, uh, this is one that, you know, he doesn't win much, but I think with the right setup, if he gets out of there and he gets decent fractions, he can definitely win this race too. So two, three, five for me. Look guys, I understand you all think you have an idea of how numbers work, but I have the numbers for you. It's my phone number. Hit me up ladies. I'm not going to solicit anything of that sort on a live broadcast for families, unless I want, unless you want to have a family get together, I'd love to have a picnic with you sometime. Just hit me up, ladies. I'm three deep here, starting with the two Stratocaster. Uh, you guys talked about this one pretty well. At least I know Mike did. When Song Jack talked about this one well, 
At least Mike did. So the third horse I throw on for a bit of a price is the eight, Cruising Hill, uh, who's stepping up in class, uh, making his second start for the Don Anderson barn, being claimed for 12-5 two ago. Last out against Nowers at 3,500. Closed well to finish second as the favorite, but what I like is the fact that he was claimed, and then they dropped the tag. They didn't move him back into another claimer, so there's some kind of potential with this horse, and just that last mile is a sign that he's probably going to develop or improve or do a mixture of both in the coming starts. It could possibly do very well here given the right setup. Two, three, eight for me are the numbers. Final leg is race 11. I, I thought this one was the toughest because I almost wanted I would want I, I was handicapping a pick four and I almost wanted to take none of them. And when it's usually that when it gets to that point it's it's hard to figure out what exactly to do. So I'm going to start off with you, Mike. This is an hour's of $8,700 pace. You go too deep. I'm assuming you feel this is a pretty is a pretty simple race. I don't know about simple. I just like two out of the, the bunch. Uh, it's the four and the five. They're likely the two favorites. The four cardiac fashion you know, has been the bridesmaid a couple times in a row here. Uh, but I thought raced extremely well last time. Flew late to be second against Ideal Matters. He's won two in a row. Then ran into Moonlight Ransom uh, two back, who was a very well-manned horse, and that Nowhere's of 3,500. Uh, this is Nowhere's of 8,500, so a little bit of a step up for this one. But I like the fact that uh, you know this horse is sharp right now. It seems to be going the right way. And then the five, who's very obvious, trading up, who has raced twice since the layoff, uh, coming off a huge qualifier by a 13-length win. Went the freehold for Nowers 2,500 and won by nine. Then went to Philly, Nowers a 4,500 and, and won and 51 and four there at even money. Uh, this horse is very sharp now. Comes to the big track, steps up. If uh, continues to go in this direction, I think we'll be top again. So four and five here to finish. Run! What do you got? Uh, I'm going three, four, five to finish. Uh, the three I throw on. Won three of the last four. The last start was first over in one. Uh, you know, the, this is this is a horse that has faced similar in in, in terms of not so much class, but speed wise uh, over the smaller tracks. Beat now winners of five thousand class right below this. Three starts back at the Meadowlands. I think he's capable and. Uh, he looks like a pretty game horse, seven wins this year. So uh, I'm going to throw him on a little bit of a price there. The four cardiac fashion, uh, Burke and, and Yannick again. This one, not so much a winner, but, uh, you know, raced really well in that uh, G-Notes final. Jumps up here. I'm not a big fan of this horse, but uh, I think you have to use just because this is a pretty weak field. And, it wouldn't surprise me if he if he won this race. The five trading up uh, is one two straight off the layoff, and uh, you know that last start over at uh, Philly was a, a really good start. Uh, Fifty one and four is a, a mile that's going to win this race tomorrow. So uh, if he comes back to that effort, I think he can win. The only other one I thought about using, but cost purposes, I didn't was a six. Uh, this horse might have a chance, but, you know, it's really going to depend how this race sets up because he's he's going to either have to leave or 
he's going to be in a spot where he's going to have to pass horses that can close just as well as he can. So that's why I didn't throw him on. I almost just singled trading up because he was the only horse that really made any sense to me in this race. And I wouldn't argue if looking at my ticket, you say, screw the other horse you give me. I'm going to single trading up. I'm going to trade up for trading up. That's what some people might say, and other people might not say that. I recognize that it's an open-ended question. Uh, But I also throw on the three, Sunshine West, is coming in off of decent efforts in Pennsylvania. Won three ago here at this level at the Meadowlands. As I said here, I'm referring to the Meadowlands. Uh, should be forwardly placed, should be a spot towards the front, and if towards the front, as we've been saying all night, that could be good! It's the new game show that I host on this show uh, that's going to happen bi-weekly. But trading up... No, it's not. What do you mean, no? This is my show. That ain't happening. Okay, if it's not bi-weekly, then uh, then it might be bi-curiously. But trading up for me here... No question. Trading up... You guys guys are so... (laughs) conservative free yourselves a bit uh trading up is uh, he's uh, three five screw it i'm done here's my ticket four five seven with two three seven ten with two three eight with three five again four five seven with two three seven ten with two three eight with three five that's 36 dollars for 50 cents mike what's your ticket uh, first i gotta say rod by far the best one line you've had in the history of the show <laughs> <laughs> Oh, just that was just so good. It was so funny that I missed it. Give me your numbers. Oh my god, uh, one four eight with two three four five eight nine with two three four nine with four five at seventy two. I will play. Rod. One four five with one three four seven with two three five with three four five. It's fifty four bucks. I'm gonna play. And with that all said and done, and cares. we have five minutes left. Yeah. My pick four that was posted on Nahu Picks tonight for the Meadowlands is still alive going into the last race for some big numbers. Uh, how, a, a three how, to one winner. how long are we until that? Because there's 25 seconds to this last race at Woodbine. We're all alive. Uh, seven minutes. Right. Go to Woodbine. All right. So Woodbine will take us out most likely. This is the final leg of the pick four. I'm alive to the 4, 6, and 10. Mike's alive to the 2, 3, 4, 10. And Rod's guaranteed to hit it. Oh. I, that's what I meant! Field of 9 lining up and approaching the start. Often pacing, Dry Creek image showing speed. Southwind Ion to her inside, far outside. Wind song Magnifique. Is brushing up into contention. Three wide past the first state. The contested front is Dry Creek Image. Takes the lead. Wind Song Magnifique. Passes by, though, to the first turn and is going to clear with parked out Northern Lauren third. Southern Ions back fourth in front of Love in the Nightlife fifth, or Love in the Life sixth comes to the opening quarter. Caroline uh, Cherry, Bad in Paradise seventh. Sodwana Bay is eighth. Fly Santana caps out the field 28 seconds the opening quarter down the back stretch northern lauren the new leader leads by a length and three quarters from windsong magnifique second third then dry creek image half and half out windsong magnifique two tightening in that pocket pushing to the outside pulling to the outside and here comes a circle to the lead for windsong magnifique hanging to that halfway point 
on her back. Dry Creek Image now left uncovered through a 57-4 clip. 29-4 that second quarter. Plugs are pulled in the pocket sitter. Northern Lauren to the far turn. She's riding pocket. A length and a half off the lead. Second over then is Southwind Ion. Fourth. Fifth to the inside. Loving the life. Sixth. Third over. Carolina Cherry. Followed by Bat in Paradise. Third to last. Second to last to the inside. Fly Santana. And Sadwana Bay is already three wide and beginning to rush as they come on to three quarters trying to catch Windsong. Magnifique who leads in 126 by three from Dry Creek Image second. Three wide Southwind Ion in pursuit. Deeper on the track Carolina Cherry as they come on through the stretch. Windsong Magnifique shortening in stride. Here comes Carolina Cherry and McNair flying down the center. Carolina Cherry swoops by to take the lead and it's Carolina Cherry coasting away with it in the final strides to win by about three and a half in the end from Winsong Magnifique in second. Loving the life third. Looked like South when Ion held on to fourth. 155 and two. The seven? Hmm, not for me. I'll take that. Right. I only lost 80 cents. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, there, there's something to, to brag about, Ron. There you go. Uh, it's a $28 ticket and it paid $18. No, my ticket was eighteen eighty. You told me twenty eight. No, I said eighteen eighty. God no! Oh wait, yeah, it was twenty eight eighty. My yeah. bad. Junk. Yeah, don't tell me numbers you told 10. me that were different. Don't do that. Don't do that to me. Don't you do source it to me. Paid, this source paid as much to win as the pick four paid. Isn't is that just ludicrous? Isn't that disgusting? Isn't that putrid? Just one of those nights. Is it nauseating? Is it is it isn't it a ride to the cotton candy factory? That actually sounds fun, except I can't eat cotton candy. It makes my skin crawl. I don't like the texture. Terrible. What do you mean? You that's that's all you say. You never say. You know, Ray. That could be a sign of of a cardiovascular dystrophy or anything you know enlightening. You just go terrible. There's no such thing. Right. There's no such thing as cardiovascular dystrophy? Correct. What do you think you are, a doctor? No. <laughs> he knows. He knows things and stuff. Oh, wow. I know that if I can get this eight in, in this last race, we're going to have dinner on me here in a couple of weeks. Oh, that reminds me. Uh, coming up January 19th, Catch us at the Meadows Racetrack and Casino. We'll be doing a live show there for their Night of Champions uh, post time at 5.30. Again, that's Friday, January 19th. Next week is uh, the week before Christmas, or that's the days before Christmas. It's getting cold down here. We'll have more pick four fun. We'll try it. We're going to have more fun. We'll try don't try to be fun. Just have fun. That that's that's some of the best advice I've ever gotten. Second best advice I've ever gotten: Do not venture into a sewer without a light bulb. Third best advice: Check out Nahu Picks for our picks every day. You would be winning. Not NahuPicks.com for that stuff and for other for show archives. You're probably you probably listening to this on NahuPicks.com. With all that said and all that done, my voice is going. It's time to leave this show. I have no more voice. It's gone. Uh, there's also robbers that are coming after me. Help. 
I got for for legal sakes. I gotta say that was all uh, that was all a hoax. 